0: Oh, my gosh. Guys, guess what? 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 Book one is done. Do you know what that means? (gasps) Movie time! Movie time! Uh,
1: Okay,
2: guys.
0: I'll bring the popcorn. Popcorn? Andy, do you have the drinks?
2: Yeah, obviously.
0: I do not have the Junior Mints because I don't like chocolate, but I got some sweets in my pocket. Guys. What?
2: Okay, (laughs) I got some sweets in my pocket.
0: (laughs) I got sweets in my pocket like a creepy person. Anyway, guys, we are going to watch book, not, nope, we read book one. We are going to watch the
1: first movie.
2: And we cannot wait to
1: come back and talk about this. Yes, we can't wait to talk about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
2: Give us a few minutes and we'll watch the movie and we'll be right back.
1: So, while we enjoy the movie, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite place to listen to your our podcasts. Remember, five stars will go a long way. Five stars.
0: See you in a few. See you in a few. All right,
1: everybody,
2: what are we drinking <laughs> for this movie viewing pleasure conversation?
1: Angry Orchard Hard Cider. It's a crisp apple. Hard cider. What? Hard-sidel. Ha-
2: hard-sidel.
1: Hard cider. Hard cider. Hard cider. It's the crisp apple version. But my mm. favorite by Angry Orchard is the um, sinful cider, which is the cinnamon one.
0: I've never had that one. I do like their elderflower one. But if anybody heard the last episode, I do like some elderflower flavors.
1: (laughs) Elder wands, elderflowers, you know. I mean, that unicorn blood was good.
0: I am drinking sky vodka with lemon juice and a mix of the cherry bubbly and cherry gatorade oh no it's like a cherry lemonade adult version it's actually really good i i want
1: to mm. say like i was like oh and andy was like oh and his face was it was, was kind a, of, like it was gross. a
2: gatorade and just suddenly had a very distinct gatorade <laughs> taste in my mouth
0: Oh, <laughs> um, but the white cherry gatorade is really good
2: Oh, see, i've never had that i went straight to red
0: oh but <coughs> we all know your version to red since <laughs> uh? eight years, not 11 years ago
1: <laughs> oh, i did not know day. that gatorade had a white cherry I yeah
0: know i think it's technically called glacier cherry but it's the uh, white color like the
1: oh. green, or the clear or white yeah oh, okay so i
2: am drinking what is called my cabinet um otherwise <laughs> was known as the coldest liquor that I had, which was blueberry vodka with some Sprite that I picked up from Taco Bell. You're um, welcome.
1: In other words, this is a dirty Ravenclaw.
0: <laughs> kind of a dirty Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, You do have ice, though, so I don't know why you had to pick the coldest liquor you have. It
2: was the least amount of effort. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he saw it, and he's like, Vodka. Sprite, That's where I'm
2: at, kids.
1: Ice. We're good. Well, I knew
2: vodka and Sprite would taste fine. I was like, the blueberry will probably be fine with Sprite. I was like, I don't know about gin. I was like, I'm just not. I wasn't risking it today.
1: Yeah. I hear you.
2: It's been the third day in the row of drinking, so I was like, not going to yeah, risk too.
0: it. Me, too. I drank a lot of bourbon last night. I went to a um, bourbon barbecue fest, but
1: I, I did not drink last night. So it's just my, like, I had to, uh, a break Friday and Sunday because that makes complete sense to drink Sunday night. Mother, Sheila, Mother Sheila the Hufflepuff <laughs>
0: took a break. I took
1: a break. I was so tired <laughs> last single,
0: night. Single no, no. Gryffindor <laughs> Josie and single Ravenclaw <laughs> Andy
1: were like, no. we went on a bed. Third <laughs> no, no, last night, like, I was... I was sitting on the couch with Eric and I he's like is it my turn cuz for our listeners my husband and I alternate putting our son to bed every one night it's my night one night it's my oh, husband's night
2: that's what you're asking was his turn
1: and he goes is it my turn and I'm like yep and I'm like trying like I'm like this like trying not to like fall asleep as like we're talking and so we sit there a while longer and finally I was like Okay, I'll see you later. And I think he thought maybe I went up to put the child to bed. Nope, I went and laid down in our bed and I woke up at like 8 o'clock because the kid came in.
0: So the lap conversation we had earlier is not what you were referencing taking turns to. (laughs)
2: Also you, I,
1: I you <laughs> what I was referencing. You pulled a
2: me where well, you're like, and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't
1: I'm out. <laughs> so oh my the God. other night we I guess we should since Andy was says that like the other night on uh, um, when we recorded the other night. Andy had a lot of fun drinking. And then he had
2: That was more than tipsy potheads. I was drunk potheads.
1: <laughs> that was maybe a little <laughs> sit face potheads. And he goes, like, we're talking, and this is, like, after recording, and he goes, I'm gonna go, and then, like, ten minutes later, he's like, I really gotta go, and he just clicks, and I'm like,
2: that was ten minutes later,
1: I don't know, It's probably five or ten minutes, I don't know, it was, like, maybe five minutes, there was, like, a pause, but it literally was, like,
0: all right, I really gotta go, click, and we were, like, bye, hi
1: is he, sick? <laughs>
2: he was, is he oh. just gonna sleep is he sick I mean, no I just, I we,
1: just went we to did, bed we did check on him in the morning he went to sleep
2: oh, Josie checked on me that because I was literally texting with like my face in the pillow and she was like are you okay and I was like yeah no just I re- the extent of how tired I was plus the extent of how intoxicated I was processed all at the same time and I was just like and I'm out <laughs>
1: and that's what he did bye peace out girls peace (laughs) peace
0: oh my gosh okay so normally yeah it was it was really funny so normally this is where we would do our plot line for the chapters we read but since we watched the movie for this episode we are going to play a quick game of round robin which i had never heard of this game before but andy introduced it oh really I, I think I've heard of it. I just don't think I've ever called it this. Oh. Anyway, uh, okay, so okay. um, even yeah. though it's Andy's game, I declared that I got to start. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: our, our
2: usual relationship.
1: Rude. Oh. oh burn. Oh. All right, let's go, Joe's. <laughs> okay. So, uh,
0: Harry Potter as a baby got left on a doorstep by Dumbledore and McGonagall.
1: Eleven years later, <laughs> eleven years later, harry um is found in a abusive home.
2: That home is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like he is underneath the stairs. He has the world's literal worst cousin. And then he traps that cousin behind a pane of glass at the zoo with the magic he didn't know he had.
0: Awesome. He starts to get letters. Uncle Vernon goes nuts. Boards up all the windows, boards up all the doors, does everything he can. They end up going to a shack. So they get away from the letters.
1: And then, boom, 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 a big giant walks through the door and, like, well, knocks it down, calls Dursley, uh, I don't even remember what he calls him, calls him something funny. I can't even remember anymore. Now that. Bins the the rifle and then tells Harry, Harry, you're a wizard. Who,
2: me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you, (laughs) (laughs) Harry. So then they he whisk them away and they go to Diagon <laughs> Alley and you find out about Diagon Alley and getting your wand and he realizes how famous he is and he's getting all his stuff for school supplies and then he's trying to find his way to platform nine and three quarters.
0: That's where he meets the Weasleys for the first time. They allow him to get into the platform, onto the train, where he sits with Ron Weasley, and they quickly fast become friends. And then they show up at Hogwarts, and Hagrid takes them in the little boats
1: across the lake to go into the Great Hall. And then McGonagall meets them and tells them, you're going to be sorted. She leads them into the Great Hall, in front of everybody, and... They get sorted into to their houses. Harry is terrified. The hat gets put on his head, and
2: he gets sorted into Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was after he fought with him for a little bit. He was like, "I'm not a Slytherin bitch," and the hat was kind <clears finally> of <throat> like, "Fine, you're Gryffindor." So then it like goes into that, and then you see them learning all their first classes, and you really find out that Snape's an ass, and then um. You hear, like, yeah, Josie. <laughs>
0: well, you find out that Hermione's a know-it-all. Nobody really uh-huh. likes her. Leviosa. saw. And then they actually end up fighting a troll and then Ron's words that made Hermione start to cry um, Mm -hmm. makes Harry be like, dude, we totally owe her one. She's crying because of us. So they actually end up confronting the troll that somebody let into Hogwarts in the girls bathroom on the second floor. foreshadowing for those of you who don't know and all this stuff happens and then it's like like harry's upside down and he's like do anything and ron's like what do you want me to do and he's like i don't care fight the troll da, da, da. and then ron uses the spell that hermione teaches him that made her cry in the first place so just do what women tell you to no i'm just kidding I know. Aggressive. go ahead and,
1: and he knocks ron knocks the troll out Um, then Harry and and they all have like their oh my god, you're okay and she's like, you saved me moment and Harry pulls his wand out of the troll's nose, which is gross McGonagall and Snape and Quirrell come in Hermione loses points, but she admitted that it was her fault because she thought she could fight the troll and the boys get points and then um, they have become fast friends because of this
2: instance. Super fast friends, but they're still trying to figure out. They still have like, you know, a case basically, because they're little detectives that they're trying to figure out, but they're also trying to play Quidditch and he's trying to survive and not die playing Quidditch. And, you know, he's magically very good, obviously, because he's a Harry Potter.
0: Quidditch.
2: Whatever. (laughs) I think it's just my Southern accent. And um it's just saying it wrong. You're saying it wrong. So then they were playing Quit and they um won the different stuff and yeah. They won the okay. game. They won the game after so, you almost died.
0: Fast forward. They end up on they mm-hmm through these random things, end up on the third floor corridor where they're not supposed to be.
1: Oh, yeah. And then
0: they start to actually do their little mystery that they're all detectives for. And they immediately suspect suspect Snape because he's an ass. And they kind of try to figure out what the three-headed dog Fluffy is going to be covering or he's guarding. And then yeah. over Christmas, Harry gets his um, invis- invisibility cloak. And then he finds the mirror of said And he goes back several times because he just loves seeing his parents. And it's so sweet and so cute. And then Dumbledore's like, don't go looking for the mirror again. But I like that you got to see your parents. This is how the mirror works. Don't go looking for it again. And then so, Christmas is over.
1: So, yeah, holiday breaks over. School starts again. And they're doing all their school stuff and um, matches. Snape is a the, the referee for one of the matches. Nope, that's the book, not the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. This is really hard. <laughs> what happens? Okay, so they come back. Backtrack. Rewind. Okay, they come back. And they tell Hermione... About what they found out. And then. They. End up figuring out. That. A little bit more about the mystery. Like about Fluffy. And that's because they always ask Hagrid questions. They shouldn't be asking. And they. Um, they just started figuring out. They figured out who Nicholas Femell is. Because he was on Harry Potter's. Dumbledore card. And so. They went down to ask Hagrid about it. And that's when they found out that he had a dragon (laughs) egg. Oh, sorry. It's Andy's turn.
2: (laughs) But Malfoy saw that he had to have Mm -hmm. the dragon. So he had to send it away. And he was super sad. And they also figured out that they were like, wait a minute. Told your horses. (laughs) How did he suddenly get a dragon egg? And so they went back down there and they realized that, like, Hagrid had told them, had told a stranger how to get past Fluffy. And so they're like, we've got to figure this out right now. We've got to, we've got to get up there. But then they run into Snape and Snape was like, what are you children doing on this fine day? Why are you not outside playing?
1: We
0: forgot about the Forbidden Forest. Um, So before that (laughs) happened, they got detention because Draco told on all of them. Mm -hmm. And they were in the Forbidden Forest. They found the unicorn that died. Harry ran into what he learned by Frenes, the centaur. It was Voldemort. And then what Andy said happened. And then they decided, you know what? Tonight's the night. We're going to go get him. And they took the invisibility cloak. And they were about to get it out of the corridor. And then Neville was like, no, you can't go. I'm standing up for myself. Even though there's been no reference to this the entire movie. (laughs) I can't let you go. And then Hermione's like, boom you're petrified can't do shit and then ron's like oh she crazy but i'm glad she's on our team and then they go out to go to the
1: <laughs> third corridor so they go to the third corridor <clears throat> pardon me they go to the third corridor and they um find fluffy already asleep because a a harp has been enchanted or whatever to play music as they're figuring out who's going to go down the trap door, the music stops. And then they all just jump at the same time, and they land on the the plant. I can't remember the name of the plant. Devil's Devil snare. Devil's snare, thank you. They land on Devil's snare, and Hermione remembers that if you relax, you just fall through. And then Harry relaxed and he fell through, and Rod's like, oh my god! do this and he's wiggling and it's getting tighter and so hermione saves his ass again by doing a spell and creating light so the plant would drop ron her cute
0: little (sighs) riddle
2: so they escape (laughs) that plant and they go into a room and they see a whole bunch of flying keys and they see all the keys flying around and at first they're like what is this and they're like does keys and because it's clearly for the store over here so Harry does his Quidditch seeker thing and goes to find the key and throws it to him and distracts all the other keys because apparently in the movie version the keys are mean so um (laughs) they have to like go through (laughs) the key he throws it he distracts them and then all the keys kind of do this cartoon move where they kind of like Woody Woodpecker It's stuck in the door and then on the other side of that is this massive, massive chess game, which they play. And Ron is a beast and sacrifices himself so that airport can go through because he says, you're the one who has to go through.
0: My turn. Okay. (laughs) So they get through. Harry's like, Hermione, take Ron back. And she's like, you're a great wizard. And he's like, you are too. You're a great witch. And she's like, smarts and cleverness. He's like, yeah, that's cool too. And then he goes into the room, and he sees that it's not Snape. Who could it be? They wanted it it to be Snape. It's Quirrell. Pathetic stuttering Quirrell. He's like, oh, you thought it'd be Snape? Who would suspect pathetic stutter stuttering Quirrell? And then he like. He's like whatever i'm still gonna defeat you i can't believe you're the one working for voldemort and then voldemort's like use the boy so we find the stone and then harry's like you'll never get it and then he finds the stone in his pocket and the harry potter in the mirror winks at him and is like shh it's in your pocket and then voldemort's like um, the boy has it, and then Coral tries to touch him, and then he can't, and he, like, burns to death as Voldemort swoops over him and knocks him out.
1: Goddamn fucking Voldemort. Oh. Such a <laughs> bastard.
0: I mean, Coral's.
1: I mean, they're all bastards, but... So, after Voldemort tries to kill Harry yet once again... Harry wakes up in the hospital wing and there's good old Dumbledore sitting next to him trying to eat all of Harry Potter's candy while he's sleeping. And he they does ha- have a sweet He does. And so they are having a nice little chat about what happened and how the whole school knows and then he, you know, they they kind of just do their thing, tells him about what happened and Voldemort and blah blah blah, and then Harry gets to leave and go to the the final dinner.
2: Me? <laughs> <laughs> so he like, walks into the final dinner, and it has all the and <laughs> stuff because everyone thinks Slytherin has won well the house cup, and so. He gets there. Everybody, of course, there's like a little bit of a hush over the crowd because they're like, "Harry Potter is here," and they're eating or whatnot. And then Dumbledore's like, "I have to speak." As we know, and the year is here, and here's our current standings of all the points. But I'm not done yet. I would like to award all these people points. Basically, all the people we love get points. Harry. ron hermione and then neville sends them over the top with like 10 extra points and gryffindor wins and he changes all the banners to gryffindor and they won the cup for the first time and they years? don't specify it in the seven movie years? don't know
0: it's been a but while. they seven. won the cup they won but the it's cup. seven but they don't specify that in the movie um so this the year is over they're back to hogwarts at king's cross which you actually don't know that they just end up at the train and um that's when hagrid gives harry his little goodbye present of the little picture book of pictures of his mom and dad and then he slyly is like hey threaten to give your cousin some ears to match that tail and then harry's (laughs) like hagrid you know we can't do magic outside of Hogwarts. And then Hagrid's like, but your cousin doesn't know that. And then they just wave goodbye. The end. Okay, we don't own the rights to that song. That's all we can do.
1: But the end. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was our interpretation of the movie
1: one. We may have jumped around a few times and added some book I mean, information. Whatever. I don't know anymore.
0: Yeah. But I think the most gripping question all of us yes. have. Andy. Yes. Have you watched this movie before? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> had not watched this movie at least not in entirety and if i did i must have just completely blocked it out because there's definitely things that i remember but i don't know if i just remember from seeing them on commercials Mm -hmm. for like the day on abc family or whatever Mm -hmm. but like um especially when i saw the halloween setup with the floating um jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like that there were just certain things inside of here i was like I would have remembered this. And so, no, I did not. This was the first time watching the movie.
1: From start to finish.
2: Yes, or at all. We'll never know. But, um, yeah, so it was my first time watching the movie. It was good.
1: What, did you have any... Do you want me
2: to do more? I don't know.
1: Were you disappointed or were you content? Were you happy with how they did the movie compared to the book?
2: Now that I've read the book, I will say that it definitely felt rushed in some ways. But yeah. I totally get it because, like, they can't put everything into the book. I mean, into the movie. Um, so there was a little bit of that. And there were things that I would, like, little nuanced things that that I just noticed that were different. And, um, like, even at the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about stuff later. But even at the end where he was, like hey, you know, your cousin doesn't know. In the book, obviously, that's Harry telling his friends that. And, like, it's just little things that I was like, oh, that's not right. But I think it's because I started watching the movies, like, by the fifth one Mm. that I think they got better. Yeah. In terms of, like, normal movie-wise, there was just a couple times I was like, dang, that jumped. It was just like, we're over here, we're here now. Yeah. And...
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you definitely get that in the later movies as well, but it's almost like one of those things where, like, it was obviously really important to show the scene that Hagrid gave Harry the book of mm-hmm. his parents, and they were like, we can't do both scenes, so let's just mesh it together.
1: Yeah, I think so. So
0: it was, like, like some, mm-hmm. like, honestly, for me, like, When I remember first watching it and just seeing it, like, I just was so excited to see the book as a movie. Yeah. That I was just like, oh, it's just so exciting. Now, as, like, years have gone by and I've become a little bit more critical of, like, what they've included and, like, didn't include. And as the movies actually progress, because that's the other thing you kind of have to remember is that they did these early movies before you knew the end. They did these early movies before you knew what happened in book four, before what happened in book five, six, or seven. And so they didn't really know what to include to make it, um, to really make it relevant down the line. Because I do definitely feel that, like, in the book, there's a lot more foreshadowing than in the movies. Yeah, definitely. And... I mean, of course this is also like rereading the series, you kind of see what's important that was actually being thrown out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you're like creating a movie, you're like that's so insignificant, I don't have to include that, and then you're like, dude, that was actually a really important thing that needed to be included in that. Yeah. Um so yeah. it was cuz I mean like honestly like the conversation they downplayed the conversation between Harry and Dumbledore at the very end so much.
1: They really and did. And
0: you're like, no. Because like, Harry straight out in the book is like, why is it me who has to go through this? And that is a huge foreshadowing to book five. Mm-hmm. And like Dumbledore even in the book is like, I will tell you this when you're older and when you can handle it. And a bit more you, yeah. yeah, and you don't get that moment in movie one, and so it really does seem like just three little detectives being like, "We're gonna solve this case," and not
2: get very Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, they
0: did. Um, so it does it ends up kind of changing the tone of what the characters actually are, and yeah. What
1: the what the, the storyline actually is. I remember when I. When this first came out as a movie, like I was, like Josie, I was really excited to see it. But as as the movies progressed and whatnot, I knew like my fav- I knew usually that my favorite scenes from the books were not gonna be in the movies. And so I started to just be like, all right, I have to go into this just to enjoy the movie. I can't go in this into this comparing the movie to the book. Because they're going to have to take some creative liberty with it to make it work, work as a movie. Like, I always, I, I, to this day, I still feel Neville should be part of the the forest scene, you know, the Forbidden Forest. I but was so
2: confused. He I was can't like, where's be. Neville?
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> not, right? So, um, and you know, they left out a lot more on the dragon, you know, like they go down to Hagrid's hut and save Malfoy finds him and the dra- or and sees the dragon and that's it, you know, like there's nothing of the kids helping Hagrid with the dragon for a week or two and writing to Charlie like all of that stuff is like gone. And while it's great for the story, it's just not it's unfortunately not feasible for yeah. the the movie unless we have like 10-hour Harry Potter movies, which I wouldn't complain about.
0: I mean, <laughs> watching, I would not complain about that either. And watching the movie today, I was like, you know, as an actual story for the for the books, I don't mind it. The thing that honestly pisses me off the most about these early movies is they had just started that new CGI where they were like, no, look, these characters can actually do all this stuff, and it's not, like, a person on a stationary broom with, like, the background changing. And it's, like, it kind of hits that thing where, like, I don't know if you guys all remember, but this was, like, very new CGI for the time. And I, every time I watch book one, or movie one or movie two, I... Get just cringe at the cgi because i'm like it's just it so, been so up- much better it could have been done so much better yeah after book after movie three it gets so much better book one and book two the cgi in it is so cheesy but they were using like the new cgi of the time and i even remember watching it in the theater when it first came out and being like Oh, that's kind of cool how they did that. Even though you could kind of tell like how cartoony it was. See,
1: I didn't like, like it. I didn't like it uh, when it came like, out. Like, I was like, "There's better CGI out there. They have yeah. the money. They have the money, and they have the people." that they could have put into it and they didn't and they should have because but that's used, how like, popular this, they this, kind of the CGI
0: of the time. And I was like, like it still just pisses me off. And I'm like, as much as I think those three are like the three characters and they do it like all the actors and everybody do so well in it. I'm like, I would be totally down for a remake of this entire series. Yeah. Just because of the CGI in movie 1 and movie 2.
2: I just laughed when Harry was riding the troll like a bull cuz I was like that's a full-on cartoon. That's not Harry. It at was
1: all. it was horrible. The troll is horrible. Like but- even I even dislike the the centaurs. Like the centaurs just are just weird and they because they created him that way in the very first one, they stayed that way mm-hmm Later Follow. on, and so I'm just like,
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I just noticed some things that were like, there was definitely like a faster beginning. He, did, he like, after he goes to Dagon Alley, he doesn't go back to the house at all. Yeah, like there was just like a lot of things like that, and then like he didn't meet Neville on the train or Malfoy at the store. So it was, like, it just kind of, like, they had to obviously go through. And then, like, the whole thing about Percy's entire character was the fact that he was a perfect. And he wasn't mentioned at all until, like, the very end. And it was just, like, perfects lead your people to, or the Halloween scene, lead your people back to your thing. And he was, like, all right, follow me. And, like, if I wouldn't have read that, I would never would have even called it. Right. And I was just, like, oh, okay. And it was kind of funny because I, I know we talked about this before. But um, the fact that the twins were like barely in this movie.
1: Yeah, they're they have like a couple scenes. They, well, they have the the first one with um their mo- with the mom that you know getting on the mm-hmm. going or getting onto the platform, and then there's the Hey Harry, you're the youngest. I heard you joined the team, and then like is the end one?
2: Christmas it, maybe.
1: But like they don't no. really. No, like in the book, they're in, they're in the Christmas one, but yeah. but I'm trying to think. I feel like I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't think I'm missing one. I think I'm just tying in the book with mm-hmm. like. There's just so many things that they could have done with the twins that they didn't. I do admit that they get better with some of the twins scenes um, a I feel, little yeah, bit later, I feel but like not it's, as much. Like movie three, movie three, they get a little bit better, but. Yeah. It's still like I I still like there's some of my favorite secondary characters and they totally deserved more time than what they got.
0: I mean,
1: but I don't know the movie, the time. Blah, I blah, mean, blah, blah.
0: yeah, like it's just kind of hard because, so not to like compare other franchises, but I I have had this conversation with like other franchises when you have. Books that have so many characters involved, but Mm -hmm. the story is told from like one point of view. And it's like everything in the story is kind of told from Harry's point of view. You go to like Twilight books and Twilight movies, everything's told from Bella's point of view. And then like The Hunger Games, everything's told from Katniss's point of view. And it was Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, Harry Potter tried to include the point of views of all the characters to make the story happen, but they literally focused on just the three children from the very beginning. So even though the books expanded even pretty quickly of like everybody besides just the three kids, you kind of still had to keep everything in the point of view of the three kids. And then like (laughs) with, with Twilight, they literally only did Bella. And so The movies just felt really flat because of that. And then you have Hunger Games, who from the very beginning of the very first movie, grasped all of the point of views of every single character, made it really more in-depth. And so it was just kind of interesting to see all of that. And, Mm -hmm. And I feel like with this book, I mean... It's called Harry Potter. You only had a couple books to go off of. And the first three books really are very much based on the three kids or on Harry. So it just kind of seemed like a natural direction for them to go in. But you definitely do miss a lot of the secondary. I mean, even in the movie, like you miss so much of Neville's character.
1: Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. neville
0: is like the reason why harry gets on quidditch and then neville is like just kind of like the bubbling idiot the whole time where he's just he's searching for his frog he loses remember all at the end he's like no i'm gonna stand up to you like you miss
1: all of that stuff in between yeah it didn't show their growth of How he got to where he could stand up to his friends. Right.
0: But honestly, even that, like, even if you look at, like, the main characters, if you look at Ron in the book and Ron in the movie. Two completely different characters. In the movie, they're such completely different characters. Like, in the movie, he's, like, the quick jabbing, quick-witted, like, sidekick. Yeah. Who doesn't really have much to say? He's just kind of like the almost like the pathetic tag along. Yeah. And in the book, like he actually adds substance, he adds a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. He's the he's actually the one who, like, like the devil's snare, he scene gets Hermione
1: started. to think about not being he's the fire. The one, he's right.
0: the one who's like, Okay, you're a witch, you're Come free. On. Like, do this. But in the movie, he's the one who's, like, yelling and screaming and has a hard time getting through. Yeah. And then he, like, has his moment on the chessboard. But he really doesn't, like... They make his, his character so... Um,
1: comedic, almost? Yeah, um, like,
0: comedic, flighty. Like, yeah. so much more of a slacker than he actually is. So much more of... Like... Even in the book, even though it's like hard for Harry and Ron to like do all the studying and do everything, they actually grasp a lot of the stuff a little they, bit more. They make right. him a lot more dimwitted than he actually is. They did.
1: They did. I agree.
0: But even Harry too, because like Harry's a lot more wise in the books for his age than he is in the movies. Yeah, because he's
2: dimwitted-ish.
0: Yeah, and, like, in the movies, they really make it seem, like, kind of just dumb luck.
1: Right.
0: And, I mean, I'm pretty sure McGonagall even says that in the troll scene, where she's, like, Dumb you luck. Guys, she's, she's like-, like, you guys get five points for just pure dumb luck. Yeah. And it's, like, they were intentional about going and, like, getting Hermione, and then they were intentional about what they did they didn't yeah. use, like, in the book, they didn't just use a quick charm that they had learned in class earlier that day. They actually, like, kind of outsmarted the troll a little bit.
1: A little bit, yeah. And, were, well, and the thing was, is, like, they were using things at their hand instead of just being wizards and, like, doing magic. They were doing what probably almost any human being, no matter if you're a witch or wizard, to distract that creature if you mm-hmm. don't have the knowledge is to throw shit at it. Yeah, and yell at it and call it whatever names that Ron called it.
0: Yeah, do
1: you know what I mean? Like that—that's part of it, you know. Like th- you know, they were brave enough to take on a troll, and then they then then it all went to where Harry's yeah. hung upside down and whatever, and then he does. Then Ron does Ringardium Leviosa. Like it's—it's it's all there. It's just like they dumbed it down for the movie. Yeah. I mean I Absolutely. still love the movie, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean for for somebody who wa- like I remember going to the midnight show when it first came out, like I remember the the excitement of all of it and like I even remember sitting with one of our friends at the time and she had like her little Harry Potter figurine and it was the invisibility cloak <laughs> Harry. So it was like just this clear Harry Potter who like had I've this cloak over him. Yeah, it was before. it was something that was like just when the movie came out and she like mm-hmm. had the little guy on her knee. So like there's still the excitement of like seeing it for the first time. I also like was reminded watching it that this movie actually came out on VHS. Yes, it's old enough mm-hmm. to have been out on VHS. And DVD, and it actually came out that year on my birthday. Oh, did it? (laughs) And my parents and my boyfriend at the time all knew how much I wanted this movie for my birthday. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Nobody said anything. And then literally 15 minutes before midnight when my birthday ended, I actually got it on VHS and DVD. That's hilarious. But I was, Um, like, I had to wait the whole day, and I literally was like, I'm going to have to go buy this myself, and this is the (laughs) only thing I asked for for my birthday.
1: So, funny story. I was, I pulled mine out of my, because I have the Blu-ray box of the whole collection, and I pulled it out, and I was like, Sorcerer's Stone, and then I I look at it, and I'm like, Philosopher's Stone. (laughs) (laughs) So my copy is The Philosopher's Stone
0: I actually watched my original copy That I received on my birthday That year it came out Uh, I'm still using using the original DVD So
1: people are going to be a little sad And mad that I did this But um, Eric bought me The all seven movies On Blu-ray And I just couldn't justify keeping Like the six Because I think I had all the I had like six other DVDs and I just couldn't justify keeping all of them plus my new Blu-ray set. So I sold them to a family that the daughter really loved Harry Potter. So
0: No, I think that's
1: admirable. You,
2: you gave, gave them to, them to somebody them
0: who loves them. Yeah. I, I really thought you were just going to be like, I just threw it in the trash. And I tossed the them.
1: No, yeah. I would never toss them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's like silly. Why would somebody do a thing like yeah. that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like there's always going to be things in the movie, in movie one, where I'm like, man, I really wish they would have done it this way. Yeah, They're always, forever. Always. Like, I, but then at the exact same time, I feel like some of the stuff that they left out, or some of the stuff that they combined,
1: mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like, the end with Hagrid, like, I was okay with the ending I, with that, that was fine, yeah, that was me, I was like, oh, that I, works. Love the sense. actress who plays
0: Aunt Petunia. So I was like, she's not blonde, but that's okay, yeah, because
1: that's I right. love her. It all made well, sense. Was it was
2: just I actually noticed it. I was like, oh, yeah. that's different.
1: Well, yeah, because you know now you know all all the details. Yeah. That Josie and I are like trying not to tell you during <laughs> our other conversations sometimes. But Which I is totally say, hard. It's very hard for us sometimes. Really like,
2: are I we adding too that much
1: from other books or movies?
2: One of the best castings, besides Maggie Smith from McConaughey, because I will forever stand her in anything she's in, is Dorsley. Dorsey, whatever. Dorsey? His, his, his uncle. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah uncle he's a really good Uncle Vernon.
2: Yeah. Actually
0: all three all three of the Dursleys, I've always been really pleased with yeah. that casting. That was
1: good casting. Um I also liked I really do like uh oh why is it escaping me? This Dumbledore. Um Richard Harris. Richard Harris. I kept going Richard, but I'm like, what's the last name? Um I really loved him because I think he really did get the like, because we had serious Dumbledore like when the troll came in and he was like, quiet! And, like, he stopped the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he still had that whimsicalness that the book Dumbledore has. Um, yeah.
2: See, that, yeah I, I only knew the other one, really. And so I'm, I was watching this one and I was like, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's I don't so mind. so interesting.
0: No, I actually really love that because your true fanatics are, like, yeah. So, I mean, this goes into book, like, movie and book four, but, like, yeah. true fanatics replay the way that Dumbledore does. Did you put your name in the Goblin of Fire? Yeah, people get mad. Like, and... they get so mad where they've actually, like, created memes where they've used the this Dumbledore yeah. and been, like... Harry, have you put in the like there's like so many memes yeah. there's so much thing like so many commentaries people have literally like taken pictures of the book and underlined it yeah. and been like calmly like it's a huge thing <laughs> and so I, I actually I actually love that because. Except for that one scene, I never really minded the other Dumbledore. No, either. I mean, I, I don't, them, I don't, I'll but... be
1: honest, like, I don't mind the other Dumbledore. But, like, if somebody was, like, which one's your favorite? Like, Richard Harris is yeah, probably, totally. like, probably my favorite. Not because I feel like he hits the, like, the the whimsicalness and the, the serious Dumbledore. But just because he was the first Dumbledore. I yeah. think that's really why, like, I would pick him. Not for my other reason, but but I honestly like the other one, like I don't have the issues with like the the Goblet of Fire scene that you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And people like just go, we we probably have some listeners and you're probably like, we can't believe that you guys aren't freaking out about this. But I just I I have other things that are more important than me being upset about how Um, an actor and a director have chosen for him to to say that line. Because him saying that line in the fourth book, I know we're getting ahead.
2: Yeah. That is not one kids.
1: That is not just an actor that's not just an actor's choice. Sometimes that's a director's choice. And or actor director's choice do you know what i mean so like i'm just kind of like meh It, whatever production that that happens how right. many times I have mean, we they could that have happen? they could have
0: done that scene like 22 times like you exactly
1: know, no. and we just we don't know and i just can't get upset about it because i know what it's like to be like sheila say it this way and then no 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 that didn't work or no a week later no that that, that doesn't work anymore so
0: Basically Andy, like when you were trying to do that thing for us the other night, we were like, take these words out. (laughs) And then we were like, Cut, just make it conversational.
2: Yeah, I've acted Um, before, so I get
0: it. We've octed before.
2: No, I didn't um, go to drama skill. But.
0: Yeah, sorry to skip ahead to book movie four sorry. people. But alright, going back to book one. It was important. Andy, <laughs> yeah. Andy. What? what are your final thoughts about it?
2: It was good. It was just confusing because I the whole time I was like, have I watched this? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm that gonna, was
0: basically this. your line from all I the know. Chapters. Whole, you're every,
2: like
1: every episode. I, don't think I think I've watched this. this.
2: <laughs> Everyone's like, "Quit asking that question," and I'm like, "That's fair," but yeah, this no. Is,
1: this is what's going to happen the rest of this series of tipsy potheads who read Harry Potter. Have I really watched Harry Potter movies? <laughs> from Mandy. No,
2: um, no, okay. no, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a solid movie. You can definitely tell how far those three have come as actors.
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: So, like, kind of watching that, especially after you hear them. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry, I'll be boring you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> especially after you hear them. Um, talk about like how they all learned basically on set and they like they got so much better and how they cringe going back and watching it like I had seen so many of those interviews Mm -hmm. that when I was watching it I would instead of like being in it sometimes I was just like oh that's dramatic Hermione
0: no one of my favorite favorite things of that with the actors is Emma Watson and she even talks about it how they would have to cut
2: and mm-hmm. redo
0: takes because she would mouth the other actor's lines. <laughs> I was looking
2: for it because I knew she said there was an episode. Oh, a, a no, scene. there's
0: definitely a scene where she does that. And they always had to cut and do that. And I was just like, that's so
1: funny. That yeah. is funny. And
0: it's such a Hermione
1: move, too, because, you Hermione know,
0: moves. like, even as Hermione, you know, Hermione is like when somebody else gets picked to answer the question, she's like answering it with them. Mm hmm.
1: I have to say that's actually what like there's a they did an interview when the movie came out, the first movie came out and the, with the three kids and they're like, How do you prepare for the movie? and one of the directors or whatever told them to to write a, a paper on mm-hmm. their character or whatever and Hermione did this whole thing and neither not Hermione sorry Emma did this whole paper and it was big long and everything
0: she did like seven pages
1: huge and then the boys really didn't do anything I I think think,
0: it was like Daniel Radcliffe did like like three pages two to three pages yeah nothing never turned it in I
1: got to do it like it was just it's just hilarious like it just totally fits like with their characters like overachiever I tried I did it and then meh who needs to do a paper one I'm... thing
0: that, yeah, absolutely. One thing I'll say is that I recently watched a random video and it was the press conference of when the three of these actors were announced for the Harry Potter movie because it was a really big deal. Right. And they did a press conference with them and Chris Columbus, who directed the first two movies, he was in the, like, did an interview with it, and he was like, there was going to be so much excitement, there was going to be so much behind it, that we as a production company were like, okay, we're going to put them out there, we're going to say this is who it is, we're going to let people ask their questions, and then even in the press conference, they were like, okay, you met them, now, please be mindful that they're children, They have to go do their job and they are also going to be doing school and they have other stuff to do. And they were like, just be respectful of that. And that was one thing that I always felt was like really important to the production of the movie and what kind of adds to the 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 magic and everything of it. Now, I don't know if it was really like this over in England or not, but I know like at least in America, you never really saw like any crazy tabloid stuff about them. There was never anything like super nuts about them. And even as they've gotten older, you've never really seen that from them.
2: No. And it just
0: mm-hmm. shows like their level of professionalism and the respect that the directors and producers and everybody had for the fact that they were children. Right. And, um, and it's just kind of, I feel like kind of adds to the whole thing of all of it. Yeah. Um, Sheila, what are your final thoughts about the comparisons? Um
1: I mean, I I I still love the movie even though like I'll I'll always love all the movies, I think, except for there's like one that I don't like, but and like I said earlier, I don't know when I came to this conclusion. It might have been like after the third movie because I felt like after the third movie things kind of really like took a different change than I was really expecting for it. And I decided I have to make... I I can't go into these movies expecting them to be just like the books. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, the production and the directors and whoever, they have to take some creative liberties to make this book work as a movie. And obviously they were working with um, J.K. Rowling. So that was a... um, Just something that I I just, I kind of like after a while I was like, I can't, I can't let my expectations ruin something really good. And so I really dialed back like what I expected of them because I wanted to enjoy the movies. And I think because I do that, I enjoy the movies more than maybe some people do. and I probably wouldn't answer the, the the comparison. No, question, I but... feel
0: no, I feel like that that works. <laughs> no, because I'm the same way. I mean, I guess that's kind of what how I feel. Like the final thoughts of it are is like I rereading book one, I definitely like rekindled my love for the series.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But watching movie one, it's like if I ever just have a day where I'm like I don't have anything to do today. I'm going to throw in a Harry Potter movie right. it's and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to like it. And for me, it was really book three that uh, movie three that did that to me where it was yeah. like, okay, like I just have to give it up because yeah. And that was even, me too. Even if the three
1: was completely different than, yeah, it, it really went different.
0: Yeah. It started to go a lot darker. It, the production was definitely a lot different. But, like with book one and movie one, I've just always been like the stuff that they left out or the stuff that they changed, I've always just been okay with it. Because yeah. I was just like, okay, as a movie, you can only go so far. You can only go so far in depth and make it like a feature length. Yeah. Like a featured film, like
1: you can only do so much,
0: and, with it, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, even though there was like, man, I wish they would have done this. Like, I wish they would have included included the twins more. I wish they would have done this. But, I was like, you still get the idea of it.
1: But th- but then you're also you look back at and you're like, but what they did worked. The one thing that bothers me. What's that?
0: And I like every single time and it's always stuck with me from the beginning to now is that the this is definitely going to like lead into other stuff but it's the it's the line that Percy gives when he's like who's that when Harry asks him on the first night in the great hall he's like who's that talking to professor quirrell and Percy's like oh that's professor snape It's really the dark arts he's into. He's been after Quirrell's job for years.
2: Everyone knows.
0: Yeah. But the dark arts position was cursed. And there was only one person each year who actually had that position. And that line bothers me all the time.
2: Mm. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. (laughs) It should. (laughs) It should. So what's next?
1: <laughs> I, what is next, Andy? Do you remember?
2: Um, I know that we're going to be reading the next chapters. What book? The second book.
1: What's that one called?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Book All the Way Over There on My Desk that I Can't Read from Here
1: Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yay! We got
0: you there. Totally got it. Yeah, we are going to be reading chapters one through five of
1: *The Chamber of Secrets* for our next Tipsy Potheads. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed our talking about the movie and let us know about your your thoughts about our thoughts on the movie and the book. We'd love to hear that. Yeah, but um, you
0: can. Yeah, you can reach us at Facebook, Instagram, or you can email us at read at gmail.com.
1: I'm not, gonna
0: try, I'm not going to try to smell it this time. <laughs> that unicorn blood got me, guys. Um, I'm not going to try to smell it this time.
1: I don't but... remember that. <laughs> she, she could. I she could was, not She was like P-O-T-H-E-W. She was like missing.
0: Oh, wait, I didn't spell it. Yeah, anyway pothead to read at gmail.com. And guys, thank you for reading with us.
1: Go crack a book open.
2: I better start reading these chapters.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.